Welcome to the end of the year uh, Digital Disability Film Review Podcast. Uh, again, as always, welcoming Dr. Miro Griffiths and Dr. Alison Wilde and myself, uh, Dr. Paul Dark. And we're mainly going to talk about one film as it's uh, Christmas time, end of year. And then we're going to give a kind of review of the entire year of the good, the bad and uh, the waste of space. So the film we're going to talk about, particularly as the starting point, is a new Belgian film directed by Patrick Ridrimont uh, and starring Eugenie Derouin. And it's a Belgian film and it's called The Advent Calendar. So uh, I'll say a couple of words initially. I'll say that uh, it was full of cliches. It was ridiculous. But I must admit, I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. I'm not a big horror fan. I don't particularly watch it, so I'm not comparing it to classics of the genre. But I must admit, it made me laugh. It made me smile, made me jump once. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. What did you think, Alison? Um, I concur with you. I uh, also enjoyed it. Um, bear in mind, I, I've watched it in two bits. So I probably lacked the Keans that, well, hopefully I would normally have. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it, it's a really, really good example of a film that kind of breaks all those uh, rules we've kind of set ourselves for not representing uh, disability or, or impairment. Uh, and uh, But I think... Not only did the enjoyment factor of it uh, um, kind of put, manage to put some of that aside for me, I actually think that it made progress in some areas as well, not least in the fact that um, we had um, a disabled one, well, a disabled character at the, at at the centre of the action, uh, which is still, still quite rare. I know there are recent examples, um, but particularly in horror movies as well. Uh, so kind of shifting us well away from the association of uh, uh, the um, disability and the monstrous feminine stereotypes. So, yeah, uh, and I, I have to say one thing that I really want after watching that film is it's an advent calendar like that. <laughs> it's worth it just to see the advent calendar. So when when you said you thought it had some problem areas, what which areas do you particularly? Oh, the, the one disabled. Sorry, not a lot, but some disabled people would immediately write it off for um, for employing a, a non-disabled actress. I, I would think in in, in the role. Um, so yeah, that's essentially a problem. I think the other uh, well. Another problem some people will bring up that is the fact that it's a disabled person in, in a horror film, of course. Uh, but I think, uh, for me, perhaps the most important critique I have against my own argument is that um, it's, it's, it's very individualistic. Uh, the, the, the woman at the centre of it has no disabled community, but then she has just become disabled. Uh, and I think in many ways that allows the storytelling to proceed as it does in a fairly typical fairy tale um, uh, kind of way, a horror fairy tale uh, kind of way, to, or Faustian type of way to um, make it in, an individual thing. So th- there's certainly no sense of disabled community in there. And I think, you know, for me, uh, an individualistic depiction of impairment is often, impre- uh, uh, oh, sorry, often, often a problem 
And in this case, of course, it was fundamental to the story that was being told, uh, which uh, obviously I'm not going to give any spoilers, but um, is basically, you know, the question that you come out with, and I certainly came out with, um, is uh, would you kill most of the people you love and quite a lot of people you hate just to... Um, just to not have your impairment anymore. And some days, actually, I'd probably give it a, a minute to consideration, to be honest. So I'm arguing against myself here, but it is a very individualist, individualistic story. Well, I would say you obviously know nicer people than me. I'd give it a few hours of consideration, generally, and probably prepare a little list. But uh, what about you, Nero? No, I think similar to both of you, really. I, 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 am, I am a fan of horror, so I watch, uh, I do enjoy watching horror films. And, and uh, as Alison said, I think typically you, you would always find the disabled or, or an impaired character uh, portrayed in the, in, a, in the villainous role. Um, and here, so it was, here it was quite surprising to find um, the, the, the main character, uh, although be it that they go on a, on a, on a murderous spree, um, the, you know, the, the, they occupy a position not typically seen, I think, within within horror genres, or at least the films I watch. Um, and I think it's quite interesting, because again, a film that we looked at before, uh, I, I can't remember the, the name of it, but where the character was, was locked in the house, uh, which was which, which I probably put again in the in the horror genre. So we're seeing this 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 move, I, I think, towards uh, characters, disabled characters taking on these these sorts of uh, stories and narratives which is interesting I wonder whether you know whether it's will go in the next few years uh, certainly um, the film itself I think you know there, there was uh, some really interesting um, themes and issues that it was exploring so you know often the, the, the story would would show the embarrassment that surrounds disability and disabled people um, people feeling uncomfortable um, f- feeling embarrassed feeling sorry for, um, and again, you get those narratives of shame. You also get that annoyance as well. So, you know, the, uh, the individual who is uh, her employer, um, who you know, talks about the reluctance of, of taking on the disabled person in the workplace. And then uh, you know, the, you know, there's that conversation around, you only do it in order to get, I think it was either, you know, a, um, money, you know, money and um, tax uh, relief or, or, you know, some sort of, uh, compensation. So these kind of issues that are bubbling away in society around the reluctance of accepting or accommodating or even acknowledging disabled people's existence, this is played out. And I think, you know, it then goes through this, this very stark narrative of, of the anger and frustration that, that disabled people feel towards certain individuals and certain communities, um, which, is, which, is, uh, which is interesting. And, and I, I suppose there's for me, there's, there's also something here about how the the, the character, the, the main character, is 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 going through a story of, of of what I initially thought was exploitation. So you have this monster who is you know is arguing you have to do certain things, certain tasks, uh, you have to carry this out. And I thought it was interesting that the that the individual would be a sale person because this this the question of how sale people are exploited in society, but also how that then becomes entangled with this desperation that she has for a cure for rehabilitation, particularly towards the end of the story as well. So at the beginning, there is no recognition that perhaps this is an opportunity to um, not, you know, to, to uh, not have an impairment at the end of the story. But what you see as, as it goes on and when this starts to come a, a possibility, I think is really fascinating and really interesting. 
uh, when she gets the opportunities to have uh, moments of, of, of a cure in terms of the, some of the sweets that she eats. Um, and then of course the realization at the end and, 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 the, and the, uh, the option, the alternative future that she could, that she could go down, I thought was, was, was really fascinating. And I wasn't expecting it in, as part of the story. So I, I'd agree with all that. I thought there were the, the, the more dubious element for me, particularly was in relation to dementia because the father has dementia. And I, I think it was a kind of semi-pro assisted suicide kind of narrative there. And I know to some extent one can be drawn into reading too much into a horror movie or, or a story like this. But I think there was elements of that, uh, which, which I didn't particularly like. But I, I, I quite liked, I suppose it made you think about a whole range of experiences that you have as a disabled person. So, for example... Uh, her key friend, particularly, who gives her the box and 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 uh, meets some particular kind of end, and it's kind of like how how particularly with acquired impairment, how friendships change and and how it becomes a different kind of relationship, and actually ending it is often could be the best thing, or you know, developing new friendships. I I quite like that it brought in people that she didn't know that ended up having consequences, like she gets a boyfriend. And then the narrative going around how that that ends pretty badly, but I must admit I, I I just thought it was great fun, and I think often when we watch a lot of these disability films, and we'll talk about some of the others in a minute, particularly that have disability or impairment as a theme, they're they're terribly earnest and terribly dull, and it was quite nice to see someone almost liberated from any any problem of thinking about how <laughs> interpreted just just for going for it, but equally opening it up to kind of like as a metaphor for what it feels like to be disabled, particularly if you're acquired, particularly the social pressures that you, you know, you must be normal at all costs. And this is actually someone who, who takes that to its logical extreme. And I quite like that as a, as a, to some extent, arguing that, uh, normality at all costs is basically the death of everybody. Uh, I, I really quite like that kind of as an idea. And it would have been quite nice to have gone a bit further into that and perhaps a bit more coherently. I, I And again, because I don't watch horror films, because I, I, I don't tend to enjoy them, I don't like being shocked and made to jump. And although I was made to jump in this one, I did quite enjoy it. I thought she played the role pretty well. Uh, I thought the actress pretending to be disabled in, in the role, she wasn't pretending to be disabled in the role, she was acting it. And But equally, I'd understand why, be given the consequences, the narrative thrust of the whole drive of it, why, you know, she wasn't a disabled actress particularly, there would have been ways around that. But but I, I did, I, it, I suppose what I enjoyed about most of it is, is I didn't care and I didn't think about it. In that respect, it just made me go along for the ride with the 25 days, 24, 25 days that uh, and most of the people who did get killed died in a way that was quite nice in, in its own narrative. I want to say nice. I mean, you thought, yeah, why not kill them? They deserve to die. Uh, I thought the Viagra thing was quite interesting. Uh, the Viagra element of it in one of the days of the advent calendar 
But it was just nice to enjoy a film <laughs> that had impairment in it. The Viagra, there's a scene of uh, where there's a Viagra pill involved. And I thought that that was quite an amusing. And equally, it, it made some kind of statement about masculinity uh, as well that I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I think so. And I, well, I think the, the, the concept of relationships um, in the story, I, I thought was quite interesting. So, you know, when she sees uh, her, her love interest or potential love interest, there's this, and I, I suppose this does go back into the issues of some of the kind of uh, uh, stereotypes uh, and representations that we're used to in terms of, well, the only person I could, I could possibly be with is somebody who's already familiar with uh, dysfunction of the body um, and is going to be able to accept and have familiarity with caring responsibilities. And then, of course, it turns out that the person she is interested in um, works in, in a, you know, in, in a medicalized setting as a, as a nurse. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, 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 there's also the issue, I think, of, of the sexual violence um, at one point as well, which, which I'd, um, again, I, I think was quite interesting in, in, in that link to, of exploitation that uh, I feel is a, is a thread that goes, goes through the story. In particular, there's also one thing I probably would just say, going back to a point you made before, Paul, about the kind of the, you know the, the normality and the desire for normality. Uh, and absolutely, at the end, when you have that sentence by uh, the new love interest of uh, you know those, those people are dead, so you know we can move on from this, and and you ha now have this opportunity to live the life that you that you perceived that you really wanted, um, you know, in terms of um, of of normality and, and conforming to those to normative trends and values. Um, and I thought that, that it, it, was, it was great that that was in the film, because I think that obviously then articulates this one of these central themes that we're thinking about. But it would have been good to see the process of thinking a little bit further on that aspect and to play out you know, the rationality of, of why she would want to go down that route and how that is a reflection of the way in which society is organized um, ar around these um, Around, around these particular trends and themes. Uh, and I suppose that also links into something else that I was interested in, in which was the quote at the beginning of the film. Um, so the quote by, by uh, I'm probably going to pronounce the name wrong, but Charles uh, Baudelaire, uh, the, the, the French poet, um, and of course the, the main villain, Itch, Itch. Um, or, but what I think is, is quite interesting is, uh, and I, I'm not familiar with that poet, but when I did a quick uh, search and was just looking at some of their writings, they were very interested, the poet Charles Baudelaire, on the on the fleeting individualistic aspects of life in 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 uh, well in urban societies and and in the uh, process of of um, industrialized societies. So again, I, I so there's something as well in uh, in terms of the fragmentation, the individualization of 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 our choices and our, and the selfishness of our choices as well. You know, the idea of you can you can kill these people. People are expendable. If you want to pursue these these specific goals that you have um, for your for your existence, uh, and I thought that was that was really fascinating. I, I suppose I, I quite like the idea of the family as being something that you could because she kills everybody, all of her family basically, and 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 that ends up being a liberating experience. And I quite like that because I think often uh, the notion of the family, like I was watching another film uh, yesterday where family is all about, and it's a kind of very romanticised version of it, which I think applies to 
that's the rare exception rather than the rule. And actually something like this that, that explores that notion of eradicating the family, your family, your friends for a whole new life. And, 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 and almost the uh, impairment as a metaphor for being a member of a family and the way to, to escape that is to kill everybody you know, which I, which I did. I really like that. So, Alison. Um, uh, all I've tried really is that I'm really glad that they did have the, um, uh, the, the violence, uh, the sexual uh, and real violence towards her, not real, you know what I mean, physical violence yeah. uh, to, to her in it. Uh, and uh, we all know, for example, that disabled women uh, do, do, do have disproportionate amounts of, of those attacks on them. So I'm glad that was kind of knowledge in, in that scene. Of course, it went well with the genre as well. Uh, uh, and, and of course, a lot of current themes around, uh, around impairment and disability in that a lot of uh, people are afraid to leave their homes at the moment. And that was the one trip out. Uh, that, that that she'd had at that point um, after she'd got she'd um, had her impairment. I think the other thing is going back to her as uh, a probable non-disabled actress um, is I, I think for me as always the more serious issue is uh, not just the actress but other people who were working on the film. And I do think, but it looks to me when you look at the issues around impairment, such as the father and the blind man who seemed to have had the, the uh, calendar before her, uh, that they weren't great on, on details of impairment. For example, you know, the, the uh, kind of discussion of the, he must have uh, made, uh, we, we find out which choices made about killing his family through the fact that he couldn't have uh, painted the picture. So I think, you know, there are kind of things things around that, which is, oh, it's a shame that they, did, they put that bit in. So I think probably they could have done with somebody disabled on, on the team in general, the writing team or something else, uh, to get a slightly more authentic uh, portrayal of impairments. Absolutely. And I think that's probably true of every film ever made, whether it's about impairment or not. I think it, that would often give it a, a kind of extra extra insight and depth. So uh, anything else, Miro, or should we just move on to a kind of general overview of the year? Um, the, the only thing I would probably add is that I, I well, and I, this is just a personal preference, it would have been nice to, to have the backstory, the origin story of the monster, because um, I was always, always thinking that through. And again, you know, because obviously the monster is 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 um, is positioned as being very grotesque and and full of um, uh, deformities and scarring and 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 so on. Um, yeah, I, the frustration I had again with that if, if that fell into the the, uh, the 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 stereotypes and it undermines, I think, you know, many of the aspects that we've been talking about, which are which are really interesting and significant and poignant for. For an exploration of, of disability, so that was that was my probably my 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 main criticism of it was it was the the depiction of the of the actual monster. Well, I think it might come out in a sequel, given that they left it hanging. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. good point. Well, it's funny because I would say that the monster was yourself, because it's ick, ick, which is an I in German. Uh, 
I do know one sentence in German. It's not a very nice sentence, but it includes the word ich. And uh, it, it means I. And I took that as being her inner feelings. And the rage of her or whoever had it, whoever has the advent calendar, about the world that they live in, their own personal rage. And as, as a kind of manifestation of oneself, it's covered in scars, it's full of rage, hate, uh, and fear. And, I, and I, that's how I read that, actually, uh, which, which I thought added to it enormously. And again, that, and particularly, I think that's probably more so in particular someone with, with, in a narrative about acquired impairment, but, it, but it's also true of, you know, con congenital, irrespective. And, and I quite like, I personally saw that as, as a pure manifestation of the self. Uh, and yeah. again, given she'd been in a car accident and it was, it was the kind of the entire uh, life experience of the individual manifest externally, almost like uh, uh, the Dorian Gray painting uh, manifesting of the self and how one feels and experiences the world combined with the fact that then it became about killing everyone she knew and in a way that's partly that's what reinforced that as a as that's what it was to some yeah I, compl I completely agree and uh and that's how i read it from for almost from the start and i think that's why i started off by saying about the individualistic nature of it it's it and to me as a person with uh, an acquired impairment I can still remember the anger of, of of you know why me and all that kind of uh, bargaining you're doing with the world so yeah I think that was uh, quite a, a good way of encapsulating uh, that particular or, or one particular way of, of um, dealing with a, acquired impairment and particularly when you particularly when you know you're a figure who's extremely good at something physical that then has to stop completely so yeah which I, which I wouldn't know about <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did uh, I wouldn't say I thought about it immediately but I think it be, and I think that opens it up to a sequel actually that will can potentially be absolutely completely differently a completely different person a completely different experience so that it becomes about the eye each time and, and you put that into so many scenarios you know, uh, just into the workplace and you probably come up with the most hideous monster whatsoever. But uh, so, yeah, um, I, I think we'd all thoroughly recommend it then, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yes, I would, yeah. <laughs> so coming on to the year, tell us your year, Alison. Uh, Mira can go first. I'm not ready. <laughs> Mira, you go first. Some disability films you've seen that you've thought are really good that we haven't talked about particularly oh uh, well i didn't go down that route paul i went down the route of the most memorable disability film that has scarred me this year uh <laughs> and that would be best summer ever which i don't know if we actually did we did we talk about that film i'm not sure I'm, but it's uh it's a musical uh about uh a school that uh would probably call itself inclusive although i'm not entirely convinced by that narrative um and it's uh, it was it was it was an experience that I've that you put me onto, uh, and that I will never forgive you for. Uh, tell us a bit more about how why it scarred you. 
Um, because it, well, one was the songs, and the songs <laughs> I was singing was, and I'm somebody who likes musicals, uh, so you know it, it really uh, affected my my position of enjoying musicals. I also I have a problem with this with with stories that present this idolized utopian vision of 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 a wonderful world where disabled people are, are are supposedly included but actually on the you know beyond the surface level that they're not and it's reinforcing many many traits of of exclusion and segregation which i thought this this film did did um and uh and and i, I so i have a problem when 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 films are engaging on the on a topic of disability but they're doing nothing to uh, think through the aspects and the challenges that need to be made towards the conditions that present sale people in a precarious, violent, marginalized, um, oppressed way. Um, it's, it's really frustrating. It, it, really, it really irritates me. Um, and that's why I have It was your this. impairment as well, wasn't it? The main person? The main person, uh, yes. The main person did have my impairment. And, uh, and I would be fascinated to know if that was her real voice of singing, because uh, as somebody with with, uh, with lung respiratory issues, I have never been able to sing uh, for that long ever. So, so I'd be uh, I'd be very interested to know uh, her, her vocal coach because I could do those kind of uh, breathing exercises myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did Did you review that, Alison? In Dan, uh, not Dan. Disability Arts. Did you review it on Disability Arts Online? Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Um... Oh, well, you must get it and watch it. It is a truly unique experience. Uh, What's the title again? Best Summer Ever. Oh, it does ring a bell. You've blanked it out. That's what it is. It's what, sorry? You've blanked it out. That's how bad. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of musicals, actually. I, I, there are a few that I really like, but... I'm, I'm not a big fan of musicals, so it would be something I'd naturally gravitate towards. So, 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 so that traumatised you, Miro. Was there anything you thought, oh, that's pretty good, apart from the one we've just reviewed? Uh, well, in, just in, in, in terms of you know, films I found really interesting, one that sticks out particularly, and it's not a disability film, uh, is, is a film called Nine Days. Um, that was, that's uh, probably in my top five of the year that I've watched, which is... Um, Science fiction philosophical film about uh, um, uh, the, the 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 process and the administration of of deciding uh, the kind of soul or uh, um, the justification given for allowing a person to be born into existence into society, and it follows the process of selecting uh, a person uh, from a, from a group of people over the course of of a, of a number of days, nine days. Um, in order to determine whether they, they, who has the rightful place to, to be in existence in society. That film was, was probably one of my, I'd say top five, probably was in my top three, really, um, films for the year. I, I, I thought it was a really memorable film, and I, I, I still find myself thinking about it as well, and the, you know, the, 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 the themes that were emerged through it um, in terms of thinking about our existence, our position in society, the, con- the position that we have to each other and the relational aspects of of how we understand ourselves through um, the the material and the discursive aspects of of society, it was a really fascinating film. And it, and it has disability in it as well. It has impairment in it, uh, particularly amongst one of the living. 
that they watch on. Oh, of course, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and and I and I, I would say it was probably in my top three for the year as well, called uh, Nine Days, uh, which I I thought was was. It was really very, very good. And it, I, I think it was partly because I had no expectations of it. I didn't particularly know what it was about. I think what I, the, the write-up on it didn't really capture what it was about. And it, and it was very, very good. Uh, very thought-provoking, intelligent, articulate, and, and saying the right things, in my view, about how by... To some extent, it was all about in, uh, disability in the sense that it was about someone choosing who could live and, and who, who would be born and who wouldn't be born. And, and the whole narrative was about, you know, life's hard, so you need to pick people who can deal with that, i.e. a kind of very masculine, macho, individualistic, egotistical kind of person. But, of course, following on from that, if that's all you allow, you construct a society in that image which then reinforces it into a kind of spiral and abyss of, of, of aggression, violence, despair, and nihilism to some extent. And, and I did think that that was, that again, I'd agree. I think that was one of the top three films of the year. I think there's a really great bit in the film where, um, and if anybody you know, watches it, they take note from my point of view, there's a great bit where, where you see the frustration of, of the administrator um, when, you know, when he thinks about, he wants to send flowers and people who are going to contribute towards the you know the collective existence of of, of people having hope and, and opportunity and, and giving. And he's so angry and 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 bitter about the way in which other administrators who he can't who he doesn't know and doesn't acknowledge um, has never met, and yet they are sending and they're choosing people who are creating this 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 society of, of violence and anger and individualism and and, um, and ambivalence towards um, you know the, the, the problems of, 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 of contemporary society it's it's really it's really worthwhile watching if you haven't seen it absolutely absolutely I, I, I suppose I would say probably uh, the best uh, disability related film I saw of the year is probably a Korean film called midnight which is about uh, a deaf mother and daughter who uh, come across a serial killer. And, and it's, all, it's all over one evening, uh, if I remember rightly, and, and it's their relationship with them, and then a policeman whose, whose daughter is kidnapped as well. And, and I thought it was, it, it's a really good, it's really well done. You know, I'm, it uses a lot of the cliches of, of kind of deafness, deafness and whatever, and I wouldn't expect it to do anything other than that, particularly in kind of cultures that aren't as progressive to some extent as us. But having said that, it did do it very well. It it, it utilised uh, deafness within the narrative very well, and it had a nice pace and thrust to it. So I, I think I would recommend, I, I think the mother in it was, was deaf in real life, but I don't think the main actress was. And, and it's about uh, this serial killer who, who is uh, a psychopath, obviously, which again is about impairment itself, but he, he, he tries, he, they witness him 
And so then it becomes a kind of chase and a hunt. And, and there's bits where he catches them, the police catch him and how that all evolves and, and, and the deafness, which, which highlighted the kind of some sense of feeling excluded uh, from a hearing society. And it, it did that very well. And there's a couple of bits near the end that work very well in exploring and showing how you can manipulate uh, a, a non-deaf hearing audience into getting it to perceive deafness in a particular way that's all part of the narrative so i i would recommend midnight uh it's a korean film of, of 2001 but i must admit i've seen quite a lot of disability films i think we did review riders of justice which i think was probably the best european film about uh had, had some disabled characters in which was mads mickelson uh, which uh, i thought was very good which was much better than his other one called Druck, that I think got the best foreign film Oscar about uh, someone who was an alcoholic, for example. And then a, a couple of other interesting ones I have seen. There was an Irish-Polish film called I Never Cry, which was about poverty in Poland and immigrant workers in Ireland. Uh, and this main character's father uh, gets killed in Ireland on a, on a shipyard but the brother in it is, uh, is has cerebral palsy I think and about all, all the kind of relationships but then the other thing the other thing I, I've seen a couple of Chinese films this year for various reasons I've watched quite a lot of Chinese films particularly Chinese propaganda films which are usually very big budget and, and very entertaining but one I saw was about uh, a child with OCD who is bought, who, who grows up, his parents are OCD, and it's about having OCD slash autism and how he de develops a relationship uh, with, with a young woman uh, who is the very opposite of that. Uh, and that's called Warm Hug, which is, a, which is a China film, which I'm sure you can get if you look for it, which, which I did. And again, they're not, they're not, it's Chinese films. They're not groundbreaking in relation to impairment, but they do try and they're usually very amusing and very big budget, which I did quite, quite, which I did quite, I suppose the best non-disability film I saw, although there is a briefing glimpse of it, is uh, Limbo, which is a fairly new kind of Scottish film about immigrants uh, awaiting, no, people seeking asylum, waiting for their appeals to be heard, and it's about four or five of them living in a in a in a house on some godforsaken island in Scotland, awaiting their appeals. And and that I'd say that was in my top three films of the year, if not the top film, was, was this film called Limbo because they're in limbo, waiting. For, you know, will they be allowed to stay or will they be deported? It's very minimalistic. It reminds me of the Roy Anderson films that we've looked at uh, earlier in the year. Uh, and so I would I would recommend Limbo. Alison. Um, at first I sort of thought I haven't seen many um, 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 disability films, as it were, uh, this year, but I, I have seen a few actually, and uh, clearly the worst one uh, you won't be surprised to hear, as I already remember feeling is on about it, um, is Sears film. Don't particularly want to talk about it, give it no more airspace, really. Uh, but... Um, um, one that really struck me and stayed with me is The Father, 
uh, with Anthony Hopkins mm -hmm. uh, about and uh, Olivia Coleman um, about dementia, and I, I thought it was an extraordinary film. Uh, just really well done. Uh, for me, it, the, the the strength of it was that as far as one could get um, any idea of the experience, how uh, of, of how that feels, I think this film probably achieved it. Um, and at the same time, almost the same week, actually, Supernova came out, which I didn't like quite so much, actually, um, which was also about somebody getting early dementia. Uh, um, um, my daughter saw it at the same time and we talked about it. So I watched it again and um, I, I revised my opinion on, on it, of it. I think I didn't like it at first because it wasn't, it, it felt a bit more cliche than, than the father, but I think it was a really good depiction of, of um, again, of the experience of somebody with early onset dementia and, and uh, their, their carer and the people around them. So I, I thought those two were, were really good. But I have to say, uh, apart from The Father, my favourite films this year have been really not much to do with disability. Uh, and there's quite a big list of those, which would include Annette, uh, Petit Maman, uh, that was just a couple of weeks ago, um, Summer of Soul, uh, Memorial with Tilda Swinton. Uh, there's another one, uh, just forgotten it. Um, Tell me about Annette. I'm intrigued as to why you liked Annette because I uh, I couldn't bear it. Oh really? I, oh, I, I I gave up. I just thought no. I I find Adam Driver very difficult. I just you know I, I could see it was art, but it was kind of like I I just. It may have been how I was feeling. So why did you love it? Because I hated it and I gave up. Um, I, I liked it partly. I think a lot of people didn't like it because it was so-called quirky, being, you know, a Sparks uh, Brothers um, invention. Um, I, I liked it partly because of the use of the puppet and I thought it told a very clever story about how we objectify children. Um, and I don't think... I don't think that, I think I rarely gets covered actually. Funnily enough, I, I see, it's nothing like the same sort of film, but I see parallels with uh, with Petit Maman in, in, in that regard. Um, I, I just, I like the visual, the visuals of it was stunning. Uh, I, I do, I have a very big soft spot for Adam Driver. I like him in almost everything. Uh, House of Gucci, maybe not so much, um, but I, yeah, I just thought it was really clever. Uh, it, it was, and uh, it, it kind of made me uncomfortable as well, which which I, I, I even felt that was quite, uh, I don't know, it gave, made me feel uncomfortable in, in a good way, the, the fact that his, his humour, his attitude towards, uh, towards uh, the love interest, his wife, uh, and everything, but... The, it was it's mainly the objectification of the child. So yeah, I, I just found all the you know the kind of the, the visuals, the music, and everything it just really did it for me. Are you, uh, are you a Sparks fan? Because I think one of the most disappointing. No, not particularly. Not particularly. But I did watch the documentary, and I thought the documentary was uh, was great. I, I, I really liked. Uh, I really liked it. But then uh, he's he's an excellent filmmaker. What's the other film I've seen of his this year, which I also loved? Last uh, Night in Soho. 
oh yeah oh yeah i did that that wasn't on the list that, that, that i just had for you oh yeah I, th I thought that was and i know that a lot of people disliked that one as well one that i missed off actually is one that i saw last week which is uh come on come on and uh, I, I thought that was extraordinary just just a beautiful just a beautiful film and i can't even tell you why apart from that i do like yakin phoenix as well uh i loved him in joker which again is not a popular view um but I, yeah just, just just the acting and the child who acted in it was extraordinary it felt very true to uh to to the depiction of childhood that it was trying to represent. It did re remind me a lot of my own granddaughter, really enough, even though it was a boy who was in the role. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was all in black and white, so, so that was really good. Uh, Memoria with Tilda Swinton. Um, at first I was disappointed, but it's really stayed with me. Um, it, it, it's, um, yeah, I just thought, I'm not sure what I've just watched. Um, I want to watch it again because it, it does keep coming back to me. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating yeah. that you say that because I I watched the Sparks documentary and I really didn't like it. Uh, I thought, and and then equally because of that, I watched Last Night in Soho by the same director and I really didn't like that either. Oh really? I I just couldn't bear either of them. I, I did sit through the Sparks thing because that's my age group. I remember them. Uh, you know, because I'm old, I'm nearly 60. I remember them as well. <laughs> yeah. And so, why and I, didn't you like last night in Soho? Uh, I suppose I, I didn't think it had anything to say other than the a kind of fa fairly cliched aspect about women. I, I, which I, is what? Which I think it was like, oh, you know, some of them were treated badly and, you know, and I, I just thought it needed a lot more depth. It didn't have that. And equally it got carried away on the horror. I didn't think it needed the horror uh, in, in the sense to give it that element of fear. I think it, was, it would have been better without all of the, the ghosts of the dead men. And it was obvious that it was the ghosts of the dead men. I, I thought that was quite clear from the beginning. And, and so I, I just... And it's probably because I'd, I'd waited a long time to see it and I'd, I'd kind of like bookmarked it, wanted yeah. the thing. And then I was, because I hadn't liked the, the Sparks documentary by him, you know, it had some nice ideas. I, I didn't like particularly the actors, although I loved the main lead in the chess game or whatever it was called. I thought she was very good in that. I, I didn't like the mixing of times particularly. I didn't think that particularly oh, worked. Okay. Okay, I, I mean, I've just realised that I almost judge films by uh, one of the um, one of the symptoms of my impairment, uh, and that's uh, whether I can get through a film um, without going to the loo. <laughs> and I, I, I was seriously worried that I was <laughs> about incontinence because I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to go to the toilet in that film. Uh, I, I just found the journey. I, 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 I can appreciate what you're saying, uh, but um, I found the journey and the music and the costumes, and I actually really liked the time walking. Uh, yeah, and I loved, uh, what's her name? The older woman. Ah, Dinah yeah, Rigg. Dinah Rigg. Yeah, 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 Dinah Rigg, and that's her last performance in the film. And, and, and I just think it's such a great choice to... to uh, choose a character uh, like that 
as your last as your last performance. So yeah, but I, he he can't do much wrong for me actually, as you can probably tell, given it. And it was also him who did um, Baby Driver a few years ago, which I I think is one of the best disability films ever. But yeah, I I, I like Baby Driver, and it, and I do generally like him as a director. But I think I suppose to some extent I thought the men were quite cliched in a way that that weakened it. They were all they were all uh, a kind of cliche of masculinity and over sexualization and I, I think it, yeah. that's what that's what I, I, weakened it. I take that. I take that. Yeah. I, and I suppose my my judge of a film is: Do I think? Oh God, this is so long. And if I ever start thinking, oh God, this is so long, to me, that's an indication of a failure, particularly if it isn't that long, you know, uh, and that's what I thought about this. It just just seemed to go on and on forever. So which was which was which was fascinating. So you love, you love Petite Maman then if you haven't seen it already because it's short. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. So uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's, it's wonderful. But but that's the thing. It, I, you know, I've watched three hour films that can go by in a whiz and you think that's excellent. Whereas I can watch a ten minute short and it just feels like it's dragging on forever, uh, which is which is just bizarre. So uh, yeah, because James Bond was quite long, wasn't he? But I didn't feel it at all. Uh, I, I thought, thought James was, Bond wasn't half as bad as people were saying. Actually, I thought it was the best James Bond film I've seen. Yeah, absolutely, honest. absolutely. I think it was still problematic in some areas, but it was yeah. one of the best of. It was the best of the Daniel Craig's, that's for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think one of the one of the, a couple of the other films I would recommend. I've just seen a couple of Norwegian films. One's called Ninja Baby. And <laughs> I, have you seen it? No. Well, I got that because it, it's won the best comedy at all of the kind of European film awards. So I, I thought that might be. It's about a young woman who who discovers that she's six months pregnant, uh, doesn't want the child, and and it's her kind of going through that and the relationships and it is quite funny and it is quite good and I think it's got quite a lot to say about uh you know women not wanting to have children uh, and that's fine and kind of equalizing that as a kind of lifestyle which I thought was which I thought was very interesting and it had to be Norwegian and then another Norwegian film so I would recommend Ninja Baby but equally The Trip which is a Naomi Rapace film and it's about this couple who go to a cabin in the woods and unbeknownst to each other, they're both planning to kill one another. <clears throat> uh, that does sound good. Uh, it was. It was quite good. And it, it, I've seen a couple of films with very uh, insular sets. So this was mainly around, there's a bit before and a bit after, obviously, but it's mainly set within the cabin. And for a pure, pure kind of American film, there's a film called Cop Shop, which is about a couple of people who get arrested and one's trying to kill the other and then people try and come in. It's very much like uh, Assault on Precinct 13, which if anybody remembers that from the 70s, uh, which, which, I would, which I would thoroughly recommend. I quite enjoyed that, Cop Shop. It, it, is, it's, it, is, it does what it says on the tin. It's not great art, but it does that very well. And equally, uh, Pig... Uh, which was uh, Nicolas Cage's new film, which, not new film, the film out this year. And I've always been a big fan of Nicolas Cage, and he, he, it was it was very good. Pig. And equally, I'd recommend a French film called How I Became a Superhero, because we're so used to seeing American superhero movies, which I don't particularly like. And so seeing a French one uh, 
which was a little bit different, a little bit quirky. I I, I really did enjoy that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 thank you. I'm, I've got a big uh, watching list now. Um, uh, uh, one thing that we can, that we can't leave out of this uh, because it is so good and so necessary. Uh, although it's not a long film, it's a short film. Is Dolly Sands film, of course, uh, which which I have reviewed. Um, and yeah, it's only fifteen minutes long. Um, but it's uh, yeah, Broken Hearts for the DWP, and just such an important film. Excellent. Uh, which you can get. Uh, you reviewed it on Disability Arts Online. If people want to look up. Oh, can you actually get it? Um, I wasn't aware that it was uh, released yet. But I, I, um, I, but your review is on Disability Arts Online. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling people where they can go to get. Yeah. I, I know, and I, I know that there was uh, an event the other night. Whether that's uh, been available or not, it'd, it'd be worth checking out. I, so. I suppose uh, talking. Uh, we'll come to you in a minute, Mira. When I when Alan and I finished watching, I, I think I was very disappointed by the power of the dog. Is far too long. Uh, it has quite a good, powerful payoff, but it just takes far too long there. The last jewel I, I thought was fascinating, which is which is kind of a medieval French thing about rape, uh, it told from three different points of view. There's a cracking film hidden in that. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they've buried it in this multiple perspective uh, kind of thing. Uh, I, we've spoken about Annette, we've spoken about last. Benedette, which again is a kind of another medieval nun thing. Uh, it's just far too much sex in it for it to be good in to some extent but as it's christmas i'd say there is a couple of christmas films i'd recommend and that's a brazilian film called just another christmas and it's a, it's the story of a person who basically wakes up every christmas day and he has no recollection of the previous year and every every day is is the year has gone and he has no recollection of it but he's lived it and it's about how he's changed and whatever and I did enjoy that. It was a Brazilian film, made, and it's a, a he's the number one Brazilian comedian. I have no idea who he is, obviously. And but they've just they're remaking it now in in the English language. So, but I'd say if you like that kind of thing, check out the original. But then the best Christmas film I would say at the moment is an Argentinian film called La Noche Magica, which is down on IMDb as Bad Christmas. And it's about a guy who's going to rob a couple uh, and then it all just gets a bit out of hand and he becomes involved in the family. The daughter, who is very quiet, very uh, kind of uh, inward looking, she thinks this guy is Santa Claus and, and then it evolves in that. And it's a comedy, but it's very serious. There's, there's quite a kind of element about it and a view of art of masculinity, of a whole load of things there. So I would say, if you're going to watch one Christmas film, try and get the Argentinian film La Noche Magica, Bad Christmas. And that, that's it. Do you, know where, do you know where it's available? Uh, I do know where it's available, but I'll tell you that off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but having said that, that's because I haven't looked. I don't think it's on Amazon. Uh, it may be on, on Netflix, uh, but... Okay, uh, by I, the way, I love dog, the dog film, so I'd screw with you on that one. I'll well, 
it, it has a really good payoff, Power of the Dog. And I, and I, I liked it at the end, but I was, <laughs> it just took too long to get there. And it's that whole thing about it felt like it went on for an eternity. It is quite long but it felt even longer. And I, I thought that was a shame because it just needed a little bit more earlier speed up to get there. So, but I, I can see why it's going to sweep the board of all the awards, uh, yeah. Power of the Dogs. So, uh, uh, Miro. No, I don't have anything else to add. Really. I think you've, you've both given me a list of films to watch over over my winter holiday, so I'm happy with that. One thing I did forget to say, a uh, film that I really quite enjoyed, which we uh, um, reviewed, uh, and I went back to watch just after after we had our review, uh, was the, uh, is it called And, and Haddon? The uh, Indian film about mm-hmm. uh, hitting the kind of Hitchcock-style thriller mm-hmm. um, about a, a, a person with a visual impairment yep. um, who is at a scene of a crime. When it commences and then is is uh, in a game of cat and mouse. I I I, I remember watching that film which we reviewed and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um, the only other thing I will would give a shout out to is my favourite documentary of the year was uh, the film Meanwhile. Uh, sorry, the documentary film Meanwhile on Earth, which explored um, the process of death from various different aspects, funeral, um, morgue, uh, and and so on. Um, and I thought that was a really fascinating film, looking at those aspects of uh, ordinariness, you know, the mechanical solitude process that involve and is uh, and it centers around the concept uh, and the premise of death. That was uh, that was a really fascinating documentary. And finally, I suppose I would say, looking to the future, there is a couple of disability-related films coming up. There's a Chinese film called Zero to Hero, which is about a Paralympian. And again, I, I'd say check out some Chinese films because they are fascinating on every level. And equally, there's a Korean film called Jose, J-O-S-S-E, uh, which again is, is about a young woman in a wheelchair, which made... There's been a few Korean films about women this year. Uh, and I can tell you a couple of others if you wanted to know, Alison particularly. Uh, if you want to do a little review of our yes, number of... Yes, please. Uh, I can't remember what one's called, but I'll tell you later. Uh, so, but Jose, look out for that one, a Zero to Hero. But then equally, <clears throat> I think one of the big films in the new year, which did very well at the kind of film festivals, is Tu Ser Bien Passe, which is Everything Went Well, which is a French-assisted uh, suicide film about an old man... Uh, getting dementia and losing the ability to walk with Andre Dussolier and because Sophie Marceau is on it and she's, she is probably one of the most, the biggest French international stars at the moment. But that's going to, I think if we, if we can uh, we try and review them next year, those three actually, Zero Dero, Jose, and, and everything went fine. I think it would be quite nice to do an assisted suicide episode actually, because I think <clears throat> there's quite a lot coming up about that. But, uh, yes, yeah, so look out for that one. And also what we should look at, because, again, it swept the board at a lot of the European film festival things. And I know there's a number of uh, film critics I know uh, quite like have said there's, there's a Finnish film coming out called The Blind Man Who Did Not Want to See Titanic. Have you heard of that one? No. So I think uh, 
It's about uh, visual impairment and paralysis linked to MS. Uh, <clears throat> but it's a fictional one. Uh, so look out for that one. So those, those, that's the key ones. The blind man who did not want to see Titanic. Uh, everything went fine with Sophie Marseille and, and then the others. So anything else anybody wants to say before we say Happy Christmas to everybody? Um, I've forgotten what they call this particular film. Um, Describe I don't, it. I don't know when it came out. It's a film, a recent film with Joanna Scanlon. Oh, After Love, that's what they call it. Uh, I yeah. put that in my top three. Would I you? you? I, I oh. thought it was brilliant. I yeah. really enjoyed Sorry, it. Sorry, did you mention it before? No, um, I'd no, forgotten no. about it. I, I just, it was just wonderful, just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think After Love, uh, Nine Days uh, and Limbo were the top three films for me. But but that After Love, I thought, was, was again, an exceptional. And it's very much like that kind of limbo it's very paired back filmmaking that's purely about, about the story. Uh, and, and, it, and it was really powerful and excellent. Really good. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you. And have a good Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. All right, bye.